is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to November Football, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to the Fantasy Football Today podcast on Thursday, November 1st. We've got six AFC home games to tell you about, including Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, Packers versus Patriots. Pretty pumped up about that one. And good morning, guys. How was Halloween? It was fine. Yeah, it was the best Halloween of my life. Really? How come? The best Halloween of your life. It was fantastic. Everyone had a wonderful night. My, my older son went to a party. My younger son went trick-or-treating with my wife. When they left, they put a note on the door that said, out trick-or-treating. I turned the lights off, watched Netflix, and had a couple beers. Did you at least put a bag of candy or a bucket of candy out for people to take? I did not. Wow. Well... Listen, I'm a terrible human being. Uh, apparently. I'm going to ask the Google Assistant about that, about your soul a little bit later. But all season long, CBS Sports is delivering the best fantasy football advice directly through the Google Assistant. You'll be able to compare players and get insights into who to start, who to sit, who to add, who to drop. And we are going to turn to Dave, Jamie, and Heath later on in the show to find out how this works. Uh, we've got some players who are absolute must-starts who may have tough matchups this week. And one of them you're going to disagree with me. You're going to go, what? Not a tough matchup. It's an easy matchup. Then I'm going to make my case. But let's start with Patrick Mahomes at Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland's been really good against some great quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger scored 10 points and 20 fantasy points in two meetings. Uh, Drew Brees scored 21 points in New Orleans. Phillip Rivers scored 18 points on 20 pass attempts. Jameis Winston, 19 points. Patrick Mahomes. Any hesitation at all? Yes. No. I'm starting him. But you're right. Cleveland has been good against quarterbacks, but we're starting him. All right. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I just feel like we've wasted 25 seconds. You do have Cam Newton ranked ahead of Patrick Mahomes, right? I do. Yes. All right, then. How about Nick Chubb at Kansas City? Tough matchup. What? See, I told you. Final score prediction, Jamie, for this game? Uh, 31-17. All right, so why is this a tough matchup against arguably the worst run defense? Because Kansas City has won two games this year by more than 10 points. In those two games, T.J. Yeldon had 53 rushing yards. Joe Mixon had 50 rushing yards. Yeldon had eight catches for 69 yards and a touchdown. Mixon had one receiving yard. We know we don't get a lot of Nick Chubb in the passing game thus far. Are you worried about the blowout? You worried about the blowout? I'm not because they were down by two scores for a lot of last week and Nick Chubb got 18 touches. Anybody? I'll also add that Kansas City's defense has taken some hits. Anthony Hitchens not expected to play. That's one of their inside linebackers. And Cleveland, I don't know what to expect from Cleveland's offense now that Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley aren't there. But I think the one thing that is absolutely certain is that they will run the football. All right. So we're cool with Nick Chubb. And it is such he, he's a top six running back. A bad run defense. Wow, I like him not that much, but all right. Well, he is top. He also also just remember the new offensive coordinator was the running backs coach. Kitchens. All right, last one. Jamie Rob Gronkowski against Green Bay. Green Bay has not allowed a touchdown to a tight end yet, and Gronkowski has won this year. Is he still a must start? No, I'd sit him. I'd rather have. (laughs) 
Chris Chris Herndon is a better start this week. Vance McDonald, Jeff Hireman. I mean, look, uh, their secondary just lost a key piece with uh, Joe Clinton Dix. Um, so we'll see uh, how that looks. But yeah, the the statistics have said that they are good against tenants. And the statistics also say this. Here's your stat of the year. Denver lays claim to the invention of the cheeseburger. That's right. 1935, Louis Ballast. Ballast. Just a second. Uh Uh-huh. That's like not even kind of a stat. Okay, but. It's not even a fact. Well, it's the fact that they claim it. So does Lionel Sternberger from California. So does Charles Kalin. From Louisville, Kentucky. But they trademarked it, I think. They, and they were, the Humpty Dumpty drive-in was awarded the trademark for the cheeseburger. This is according to ccu.edu. That's an edu. It's not a com. This is, this is real, Heath. This is the worst. They like, have, and you, and you chose this for the stat of the year. Like this is the most we love contribution that you've had. This season. I would bet that there are a few things that would unite the thousands of listeners of this podcast more than cheeseburgers. I, there's one person on this podcast that doesn't eat cheeseburgers. He still there's likes one them. Per, 25% of this <laughs> podcast does not eat cheeseburgers. Jamie, don't go to Denver. They have cheeseburgers there. I love Denver. <laughs> have you been there? Yes, twice. Uh, well, at least have a hamburger, for goodness sake. I think I did. I've yeah. been to Denver twice, too. I've been. I've never been to Denver. Dave? I've been to Denver. I've been everywhere, man. Fantasy football at CBSI.com is our email address. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. Few things I want to promote. An awesome charity initiative that I'd really like everybody to uh, be a part of. It's on sportsline.com. Go to sportsline.com and, uh, help fight hunger, basically. Uh, sign up. Go to sportsline.com slash join. You can actually use the promo code fantasy. For your first month at only a dollar. It's only ten bucks a month after that. But um basically here's here's the deal. Uh the equivalent of twelve meals is given for every new subscription sold on four consecutive Thursdays leading up to Thanksgiving. So we already had one. Go go there on a Thursday, sportsline.com slash join and sign up. And when you sign up, the equivalent of twelve meals is given uh to the hungry. So this is Sportsline and Second Harvest Food Bank partnering up to feed the hungry. So that's great. Please uh, please help us out there at sportsline.com slash join. CBS All Access is your way to watch your NFL on CBS game uh, in your market. You can watch that on your – I watch on my laptop every week, CBS All Access. You can watch on your phone. Go to cbs.com slash NFL. That's cbs.com slash NFL. Get your free trial on CBS All Access. And we're getting closer and closer to the Friday night tailgate. Friday night tailgate is next Friday. Uh, that would be November 9th in Times Square at 7 p.m. Eastern. I've talked about this a lot, but uh, let me just get the URL for you and uh, where you can get all of the information. It is uh, cbssportstailgate.com, cbssportstailgate.com. Um, if you're in the New York area next Friday, come hang out with us. Not me, but the other guys. And the uh, the real important people from CBS, James Brown, Boomer Sison, et cetera, cbssportstailgate.com. Uh, I want us to talk about some uh, some trade value here before we get into the news and notes and the starts and sits. So I, I got, almost had to uh, I almost uh, had to regulate one of my leagues last night. Oh really? Yes, there was a one and seven team that traded with a six and two team, and the trade was. Is it a keeper league, Jamie? It's not a keeper league. Trade was 
It was eight players. Whoa. And the one in seven team gave up Kareem Hunt, Austin Eckler, Josh Gordon, and CJ Beathard, throwing in Beathard there just to make it even, mm. uh, and acquired Sterling Shepard, Doug Martin, TJ Eldon, and Andy Dalton. Oh my gosh, so he gave up Kareem Hunt for garbage? Yeah, so I don't usually get upset about stuff like this, but I, I immediately sent an email to the league, and I said, so one in seven team could trade with a six and two, could trade Kareem Hunt to a six and two team? LOL, okay. And I wish I hadn't sent the email because two seconds later the commissioners vetoed the trade. And so now I look like the guy who's complaining about trades. No, you know what? You did the right thing, and this is why people veto trades. And this is why people have the option to veto trades. That that trade should be vetoed. It's not collusion. Nobody's getting kicked out of the league. That trade should be vetoed. Somebody should be kicked out of the league. No, No, nobody should be kicked out of the league. But it was just like, I was like, wait, wait a minute. What? Like, the first thing I did was went and looked at the, because the trade was obviously bad. But I looked at the records. When I saw the records, I was like, that's just, no. Good for you. Good for you, It's Jamie. funny that we're bringing this up. Somebody suggested that if a commissioner had to veto a trade, they could use the trade chart. And if a trade between two teams isn't within 10 points on the chart, it should be vetoed on that alone. And so I retweeted saying this is a good option for commissioners. And there was, like, outrage to it from people who who just refused to have trades vetoed, which I totally get because we're all adults here. We all know what we're doing. We're not going to make a trade that we think is purposely going to suck for us. But then this is a perfect example of it. Jamie's trade is a perfect example because the bad team is trading great players away, and it's not getting anything even close to fair in return. The team is totally out of it. The commissioners, I hate to say it, but the commissioners did the right thing by Agreed. trading it back. Yeah, and and I don't know. It's not so easy to determine who has been eliminated from playoff contention. But if you're not in a keeper league and you've been eliminated from the playoffs, you should not you should not be allowed to trade. Correct. You, yeah. That's, and seven that's losses is pretty much a cinch. Yeah. You're not gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, pretty much. All right, here's the all-trending-up team. I'm going to give you a quarterback, two running backs, wide receiver, a flex, a tight end, and a DST. And I just want you to tell me if you're buying in rest of season or if this is an opportunity to trade uh, to sell high on some of these guys. And the trade deadline is approaching, so we got to get a move on it, I guess. Mitchell Trubisky, four straight games with 25 or more fantasy points. I think he's completing about 61% of his passes but he's ru- in that four-game stretch, but he's running a ton, 47 or more rushing yards in all four games. Um Buying it or selling it with Mitchell Trubisky? I think we've already bought it. Okay. So yeah, he's definitely turned it up from where he started. I would still always sell quarterback, but yeah, uh, you know, actually, on that subject, have you found that in a twelve-team league or deeper, it's not that easy to find a quarterback on waivers anymore? I think well, a lot of people are carrying two. Sure, a lot of people are carrying two, and this week, a lot of people are having a hard time finding a replacement quarterback because of the buys. But once the bye weeks pass through, like once we get to week 12, it's going to be a different story. You're going to see a lot of quarterbacks dropped over the next few weeks. At this point, though, uh, you think you think we will because of bye weeks or because Yeah, I mean, you know, um, unless you're in that, like, Trubisky's a good one because I, I think a lot of people probably feel the way that you're questioning it. Is it, is it, is he the guy you want to go with rest of the way? Is is Roethlisberger you want to go the rest of the way? Is Rivers you want to go? The, you know the guys that aren't Mahomes, Newton, um, Rogers, Brady, Luck, yeah, Luck. those guys, uh, and, and probably not Wentz. Um, you know you also have the the Watson injury hanging. You know they're they're obviously right. different circumstances. But so why would you drop quarterbacks if, if there's no? A lot I, of uncertainty? I think the, the the ones that get through their their body, like I know for me, I have luck in about seven leagues. I'm dropping the second guy. 
Okay, but if you don't have one of those top six quarterbacks or so, I I recommend rostering too. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is though the the ones that have like the Wentz, the Luck owner, they're gonna through their bye week, they're gonna drop somebody. Uh, the Stafford owner, they're gonna keep somebody. You know, it's it's just that type of situation. All right, I, I know we're veering off topic just just a bit, but it's a good conversation. So if you own Andrew Luck, uh, I'm assuming he still has the Jaguars, right? He has them twice. twice. So, you know, should you? Drop Andrew Luck, or should you drop your backup, or do you keep at least till he's done with the Jaguars in Week 13? I, I'm in 19 leagues. I think all but two of them are 12 teams or deeper. This week was the first time all year that I've not picked up a quarterback that I was happy about to start. And there have been a couple of leagues where I've carried two. I've got one league now where I have three quarterbacks on my roster. <laughs> Can you tell that story? I haven't, I haven't heard. League. I know you haven't heard that story. Jamie. <laughs> um, league. I haven't heard it. Yeah, but you don't want to hear it. Jay, Jay, you gotta go by. Jamie's gonna leave the room. By. But I, I just have not experienced not being able to find a quarterback that, I, that I'm satisfied with starting each week, except for this week in one league where I have to start Brock Osweiler. All right. Uh, so running backs that are trending up: Lamar Miller and Latavius Murray. Lamar Miller getting 40 carries over his last two games with 233 yards, two touchdowns in those two games. At Jacksonville and home against Miami. His next two games are this week at Denver, which we'll preview, and then a bye, and then at Washington, and then Tennessee. So not the easiest schedule uh, in his next four weeks, if, especially if you factor in the bye. Latavius Murray has four rushing touchdowns in his last three games, and we know the situation with him. Detroit this week, then a bye, then at the Bears, whatever. But Cook could be back. Um, buy or sell, Miller and Latavius. Despite the fact that the Texans' offensive line – has been playing better and that Miller has stepped up to a degree. I mean, he did have one really nice long run last week against Miami. So he's stepped up. We can say that he's stepped up. I would still try and sell high on him. Uh, Deontay Foreman will eventually come back. He could cut into some of Miller's work and it feels like one mishap for that offensive line could send things in a real bad direction. And one more injury to Deshaun Watson could really change the tenor of this offense and make things even harder for Lamar Miller. So if you can trade him to a running back needy team, I think now's the perfect time to do it. Murray, on the other hand, we don't know when Dalvin Cook's going to be back. We think it'll be after Minnesota's bye. I think you ride him while you can, and then maybe even hang on to him for a week or two even after just to see how Dalvin Cook is assimilated into the run game. I don't think Cook is going to be an every-down back for Minnesota this year with the way that Latavius has been playing. But he's still a high candidate, though. I mean, just because there's going to be a downturn for him in some capacity, whether it's losing 20% of the touches or 100%. Yeah, I'd sell both of these running backs. What are you going to get for Latavius? Because I think well, that's the thing. You, you missed realize. you missed your window on probably both of them, just because Miller's bye week is next week. Um, somebody I'm sure will take him for the matchup against Denver. Yeah, that's the thing. Both these guys. I mean. We can talk great about great matchup this week. Well, I mean, I, I made the case yesterday that it might not be a great matchup for for Lamar Miller. I don't know if anybody agrees with me there. It, it, it's not. Uh, it's not like the same thing against Miami. But yeah, but but it is could, for it is for Latavius against Detroit, and I think right. But but the thing, the difference, owners, between, the difference between the two guys is Latavius. You know that there's an end to this at some point. Miller, in terms of, I don't think Deontay Foreman is going to be at, at a point where it's all of a sudden Lamar Miller's sitting on the bench watching. Well, all I'm saying is this is a good time if you own those guys to look at look at your league, look who's in running back hell this week because they have six teams on a bye, and offer them a, a player that 
could help them this week. You're not ripping them off. You're giving them somebody that can help them. It's week nine. People have to win. You look at a four and five team and who needs a running back. The, you know, offer them Lamar Miller, offer them Latavius Murray. I, I did that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just telling people to do that. I did that with Lamar Miller. I've tried to trade him last week and this week. Uh, last Any week. Luck? No, no, but still pending. Um, all right. Two wide receivers. Marquise Goodwin has been trending up in terms of fantasy points. Uh, and Tyler Boyd has been great. What do you think about Goodwin and Boyd rest of season? I, I totally buy Tyler Boyd as a trending up guy. He's increased his value immensely over this season. I am not excited about Marquise Goodwin at all. He had one catch last week. He had four targets. I don't, has he had a game this year with more than five targets? No. Nope. So I, yeah, I, if I could sell him for really just about anything, I would do it. Especially with, if Bethard is going to miss time. Like a, a defense? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Tariq Cohen is my flex on the trending up team. We talked about him yesterday. Heath, you know, you were concerned. He had only had one catch, six touches last week. The three games before that, he did have uh, six to eight catches, so that's nice. Um, do we think Tariq Cohen is a six-catch guy per game or close to it? That's a lot of catches, but, you know, five, six Four to catches. six. Four to six. Yeah. And when the matchup is going to be tough for Chicago, I would expect that number to be higher. Higher than six? Higher than six. He's done that three times already this year. All right. Uh, O.J. Howard is my trending up tight end. I mean, this guy is amazing per target. He's the number six tight end in non-PPR, number seven in PPR. He has the 14th most targets. He has 34 targets this year, averaging 17.5 yards per catch. There's a lot to like about O.J. Howard. There's some stuff to be a little concerned about, I'd say. Um, buy, buy or sell O.J. Howard? Buy. Yeah, I'll buy. Kind of. You're not going to go – you're not going to give up a ton for him. But if you're stuck at tight end, absolutely. I'd be happy to trade Marquise Goodwin for him. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't trade Lamar Miller for him. No. No, no. No. And the Redskins DST. Uh, I gotta check. Last I checked, they were 55% owned. But they're good, man. <laughs> um, and they're, they haven't, I know they have Atlanta this week. It doesn't look like a great matchup, but it might be. It's, it's Atlanta outdoors. They're, they scored, uh, I think, 19 points owned. on the road. Total? In two games on the road, 19 yeah. points. Ryan only has one touchdown this year on the road. And his last 10 games outdoors on grass. And I, I think the surface makes a difference. He's only had 300 yards in two games and multiple touchdowns in three games. And this is not an easy matchup. It's not a terrible matchup. It's middle of the road. But I could see Matt Ryan having a disappointing game. I'm sorry, 29 points. Yeah, yeah and he uh, he's sacked 10 times in those two road games. Yeah, Redskins DST is good, man. 51% owned, just got better at the trade deadline. They have 11 sacks their last two games. Yeah, it was, was the, well, Giants, the Giants, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, they, they are, they are a good DST, right? Did anybody disagree? No, no. Okay. Trending up. All right. Trending up also is FanDuel. FanDuel is always trending up. We always love playing fantasy football on FanDuel. Really, really fun, especially if you just aren't having a great seasonal year. You know, your teams just aren't doing great. You want to get some more high stakes, some more exciting uh, fantasy football. Well, FanDuel's a really great option for you, okay? I mean, you're always in it. You get a new team every single week. You get as many teams as you want. And what you do is you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Two things you can do there. FanDuel.com slash FFT. One, you can get a $5 bonus on your first deposit. So if you're a new user, go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, make a deposit, get five extra bucks, just like that. Then use those five bucks to enter, you don't have to, but you should, to enter our contest 
which also is at fanduel.com slash FFT. So new user or current user, whatever, you go to that URL, play an hour contest, about 1,200 people, about 240 get paid. Um, first place is 500 bucks. We already had somebody say, hey, I'm going to Disney with my FanDuel winnings. I won the contest. Thanks so much. I love that kind of stuff. Great stuff. And I love competing against our listeners. And I love having our listeners compete against each other. That's awesome. So FanDuel.com slash FFT for that $5 bonus. New users only. Bonus not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply. And for full eligibility rules and terms and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. News and notes. C.J. Beathard is expected to play, right? Game time decision. All right. Um, Dalvin Cook, uh, let me go through it and just give me like a, a quick, quick answer if you expect these guys to play. Dalvin Cook was limited in practice. Please don't play. Don't want him to play. Okay. The- he still has a ways to go. Theo Riddick was limited in practice. And it, it matters a little bit for carry-on. Please don't play. Yeah. We don't know yet. We'll know more tomorrow. Adrian Peterson mispractice and Chris Thompson mispractice. I'd be one more- will play, one will not. I'd be more concerned about Thompson because of the new injury to him. Peterson probably just getting a veteran rest day. Royce Freeman did not practice, so probably not going to play, right? Nope. Sony Michelle was limited Sunday night game against Green Bay. Awesome. So what's going to happen is he'll probably be limited all week and then listed as questionable, and then who knows? If he plays, I think you got to start him. You have to play if you're stuck. Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, Matt Breida over him tonight. A thing I would like to try to do, on I have Tony Michelle, I think, on two teams. See if you can get him into your flex spot. See if you can add Cordero, who was not really added this week. No. He got 10 carries last week without Michelle. Mm-hmm. He's a nice protection in, in case Sony doesn't play. Would you prefer him, or would you take a chance on one of the Packers receivers instead? Because remember, we're talking about a flex spot. Marquez? Yep. Yeah, you can get MVS or Allison. Yeah, uh, Patterson's more uh, available, I think, than those guys. Well, I mean, I don't know how much, but, I'll, I'll tell you, how much, uh, Valdez scaling went up, because he was like 10% going into the week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's good advice that you can do that with Sony if you have a flex but, spot, put him in there. But wouldn't, would it just be better to just play the Thursday night running backs instead of Patterson or I mean look you'll find out before game time tonight what Michelle did my guess is he'll be limited as again he's Valdez Scantling is 15% owned so I I'd, right. I'd take my chances with him than I would Patterson. Uh, Melvin Gordon was limited in practice do we think Melvin Gordon's playing this week? Yes. If he continues to practice then yes. I'm a little leery about it but I I'm willing to uh I, I don't know. Well, we give it a couple of days and see. <laughs> okay, that's great. Uh let's go to wide receiver Stefan Diggs mispractice with a rib injury. Let's give it a couple of days and see. He didn't leave the game at all last week, so my guess is he'll be fine. Allen Robinson mispractice. This one's iffy. He's out. Can't bank him. Can't bank on it. Um, we don't have him ranked. Julian Edelman mispractice with an ankle injury. Old, old man Wednesday. Yep. Mike I Evans. Hope that's what it is. Mike Evans knee injury. Young man Wednesday. I yeah. hope that's what it is. Wednesday just a maintenance day for a lot of people. Tyreek Hill practiced in full, so that's good. Um, Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anunwa mispractice. Probably not that's, playing. That's I thought good. Anunwa got eliminated. He was there with his helmet. Yeah. I'm not sure if he did anything. That's good. I can double check that. That's good for Chris Herndon. Cooper Cup was limited in practice. They already said that their hopeful Cup plays this week at New Orleans. And Kiki QT was limited in practice. That's good to see. I don't know if that means he's going to play, but it's good to see him there. Anunwa was listed as a DNP. Kalechi Osemele on the offensive line. Kalechi Osemele could be back this week, which would be nice for Doug Martin. That would help him. It would help Derek Carr, too. 
Uh, some defensive news. Khalil Mack could miss this week's game, but Chicago's going to be our number one DST regardless. Xavier Rhodes was limited in practice. Hope he gets back against Detroit. It's very, very significant for Galladay, right? Absolutely. He yeah. covered Marvin Jones the last time these two teams played. Uh, I don't think Galladay played. I, I'm not sure if he did or if he didn't, but Jones had two touchdowns <laughs> on Rhodes in that game, including well, one, one was, touchdown one was in double lucky. team. It was, but yeah. he still scored it. I think that was uh, Rhodes getting cut off by his own teammate. And uh, Saints defensive end Marcus Davenport is out a month with a toe injury. And, Dave, there are two Niners defensive backs who are going to be out this tonight? Yes, both safeties. Um, Antoine Exum, who is the backup to Jaquiski Tart, and they're both not going to play. So they're going to have a third-string safety. That is, That should make you feel good if you've got Jared Cook. The uh, the Raiders will pop because there's no Tart. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's bring back an old debate. I don't know that Heath's ever made it on this. No, uh, Pop-Tarts, toasted or untoasted? Toasted. Untoasted. They are better toasted, but I'm usually too lazy to toast them. Maybe the Google Assistant uh, can weigh in at some point. Let's let's talk about the Google Assistant. Let's debate a couple of quarterbacks here and show everyone a great way to get some fantasy advice. Uh, Google Assistant is a great app. It, it'll help you stay organized. It does a lot more than just fantasy football, of course, but... Um, it helps me get ahead of my opponents in fantasy games, uh, for sure, fantasy leagues. So download the Google Assistant app on your phone and say, hey, Google, talk to CBS Sports. And then you can ask a start, sit, add, or drop question. And I really enjoy using it. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's easy to use. It's fun. It's helpful. And if, if you can't, like, get to the rankings quickly or you can't ask us a question, it's a good way to find out who to start and sit. So let's show you how it's done. We're going to debate Ben Roethlisberger at Baltimore versus Matthew Stafford at Minnesota. And then we will let the Google Assistant settle things. So uh, kick it off, guys. We got Big Ben at Baltimore. We got Stafford at Minnesota. Jamie, who do you like better? I don't like either one in particular, but I would take Stafford in his matchup over Roethlisberger in his matchup just because Rhodes is banged up. Uh, I think Stafford <clears throat> is just in a better spot right now, even without Golden Tate. Ben against the Ravens has been bad in Baltimore. He was bad against them at home. And the Ravens, I think, uh, need this game in a bad, bad way. So they're going to make things uncomfortable for Ben. I've got Ben higher, but I agree that I don't want to start either of these guys. For example, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be ahead of both of them for me. Um, but it, it comes down to Xavier Rhodes. If Rhodes doesn't play, then the matchup is better for Matthew Stafford. And if he does play, then it makes it harder for him. You mentioned whether or not Galladay played in that game on Thanksgiving last year. He did. Four targets, two catches, 61 yards. He obviously wasn't the same type of receiver then as he is now. And uh, and Golden Tate also played in the game but did almost nothing in it. He had seven yards receiving. I'm going to go with Roethlisberger. I, I think that the Steelers find ways to try and attack the middle of the Baltimore defense and put some points on the board. I think James Conner has a pretty good game. I think he has a good game catching the football. And, um, you know, I, I think both of these guys will be lucky to get to 20 fantasy points. I'll go with Roethlisberger to get there before Stafford. All right, Heath, who's going to be? This is a fantastic pairing. I have them separated by 0. 0.5 fantasy points. <laughs> same number of touchdowns, basically the same yards per attempt. I have been throwing four more passes, so I like him slightly better. But they're both like this is my number eleven and number twelve quarterback. I I would rather have Fitzpatrick. <laughs> All right, let's find out uh, what the Google Assistant thinks. So get the uh, Google Assistant app ready to go. Hey Google, talk to CBS Sports. 
Hi, this is CBS Sports and we are using our fantasy football computer projections and expert rankings to answer your start, sit or add, drop questions. Ask a question like, should I add Austin Eckler, or, should I drop Philip Rivers? You can also ask us to choose between two players. Should I start Ben Roethlisberger or Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford is projected for more fantasy points than Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is on the injury list which is another reason to avoid starting him if you have better options. What else would you like to know? Uh, we'll ask you about Pop-Tarts later, but I, how about uh, the Google Assistant getting into the uh, the injury report? Talking the about injury the Roethlisberger that Roethlisberger thing. has is a fractured finger on his left hand. That could hurt him if he's taking snaps under center. It's not going to hurt him in terms of throwing the football. I'm, I'm going to uh, quote the drinking game. Uh, if I were the Ravens, I'd be stepping on that hand every time he's on the ground. <laughs> that sounds like an evil Pete thing to say. <laughs> that is so, that is so Prisco. Uh, make sure you download the Google Assistant app or use the Google Assistant on Android all season long by asking, Hey Google, talk to CBS Sports. Each week we're going to tackle key fantasy questions so you can submit those at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com or at CBS Fantasy on Twitter to have your questions answered next week live on CBS Sports HQ. And what do you know? Pittsburgh at Baltimore is our first game. Let's get to the AFC home games. Um, first of all, Roethlisberger or Flacco? Ben. I, ben, but it's close for me. I, I currently have Ben, and uh, I, I did a lot of time digging into Ben. I didn't dig into Flacco yet, but I might, and I will. And when I do, I might change it. Well, so all right. Ben for now is the best answer I can give. Okay, and and Ro- so Roethlisberger is seventeenth, thirteenth, and twelfth for Jave, Jave, Damey, and Heath for Jamie, Dave, and Heath. Oh, we have a new one. What do we have on our Monday and Wednesday show? It's a uh, Pete. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Pete and Pete and I agree a lot. I'm I'm. There's no question that he that Pete hates Halloween and turns his lights off, right? Uh, no, he told us that he, uh, he actually buys the big candy bars and is, uh, usually the, the most generous person in his neighborhood. Really? Yeah. The big candy bars. He also may turn his lights off and just sit in the dark. I don't want the big candy bars. Like, you ha- you get so much candy that I like the little ones so you can just go from one to the next. You can freeze the big one in like a month. You've got this beautiful oh, candy bar. Frozen candy. How is would you know? Terrific. It's the best. Well, I still get the candy. I send my kid out and mooch off everybody else. I just don't give anything. Uh, alright, so, um, right now it's Roethlisberger over Flacco. But, uh, Dave and Heath like Roethlisberger right around 12th. Jamie's got him 17th. Uh, any concerns about James Conner, guys? Baltimore allows the fewest fantasy points to running backs and shut him down in the first meeting. Nine carries for 19 yards, three catches for 25 yards. Uh, slight. I wouldn't play him in daily. Yeah, I'm not playing him in daily, but I do think that, uh, he'll be fine. He'll be good. Okay. And it, is that the same thing for, uh, Antonio Brown and Juju? Pretty much. You can lower expectations a little bit for them, but it's, you can't sit them. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you're say, well, I do have Devontae Parker. Yeah, you're going to start these guys. Baltimore's been so good against wide receivers. Um, well, in terms of yards, they do give up some touchdowns. Tyler Boyd and DJ Moore are the only wide receivers with more than 70 yards against Baltimore. That includes Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, Michael Thomas. All three of those guys, though, caught at least one touchdown. Um, Vance McDonald. Start or sit. He is 73% owned. He is a streaming tight end that I don't like as much as Chris Herndon. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he was good against them last time. They've allowed a touchdown to a tight end each of the last two weeks. So 
Um, that's you, rare for them. You, you just said, Dave, if they're going to attack the middle of the field, this is going to be a guy that's heavily involved in that. I, I like him more than Chris Herndon, but me too. not very – like I like Trey Burton, and Jimmy Graham. I'd rather start Jordan Reed than McDonald. I like I, – I could dig McDonald more in PPR. It's Keith, the non that worries me. Is um is Vance McDonald your uh, tight end Corey Davis? I mean, I'm sorry, is Jordan Reed your tight end Corey Davis? He is kind of my tight end, except he had a good game last week in PPR. <laughs> he, he had a Javoris, he was basically Javoris Allen last week. He had seven catches for like 37 hey, yards or something. Ten, double digits in PPR. Almost all of his routes we call, we, were like five yards from the line. We call that Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs? Don't insult Stefan Diggs. Or the Nelson like Aguilar. Alright, so, uh, jo- I got a league, I got a league with, um Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger, and Mitch Trubisky. And I can't believe that I feel like I have no quarterback to trust this week. However, I'm not going to go into the Joe Flacco pool over those guys. Um, Pittsburgh. You, you have a league with what? Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, and Ben Roethlisberger. Can we just discuss what percentage of your one quarterback leagues are you currently carrying three quarterbacks? Uh, 30, 33%. Two <laughs> out of with that trio? No, two out of seven. Yeah, this week? Yeah. Like you're, it's, you're upset no, about you it. shouldn't be. Who should I be excited about? We're not excited about Roethlisberger. Trubisky is probably who I'm going to start. He's got a tough matchup against at the Bills. Watson throws 20 passes, 25 passes a game now. You've got three oh, top 12 quarterbacks. He did it once. <laughs> what? No, he did it three times in a row, 25 or well, fewer. Well, I mean, once where he had success. Once where he had success. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I think Watson's the play. Well, I've got Trubisky ranked highest. I'd go Trubisky too. That, by the way, is a deep league, Dave, uh, Jay, uh, Jay, who, Heath, Peeth, it's a deep league, a lot of guys owned. Um, but I'm saying, even with those question marks, I'm not going for Flacco, so. Heath, you're, are you the highest on Flacco? No, you're the lowest, I'm sorry. Uh, you have 22nd. He's no higher than 18th right now. Um, it's a good matchup, and he did well against them in the first game. Baltimore running backs, your thoughts? <laughs> I'm really excited about Ty Montgomery. I'm flexing Alex Collins. In a 20-team league? Uh, no, there's six teams on a bye. It's I'm true. starting Alex Collins in a 26-team league. I'm starting him in a 12-team league, Heath. I I'm starting you. him in a 12-team league, yeah. I don't want, I'm not happy about it. Would you start Alex Collins or Josh Gordon? Gordon. Gordon has more options. Gordon. Marquez Valdez Scantling or yes. Alex Collins? Collins. I might go Collins over MBS. I'll go MBS. Baltimore wide receivers, your thoughts? Love John Brown. I think he's the only one to love. Uh, PPR, Crabtree will get you 560 WQAM. <laughs> yeah, I've got, uh, I think John Brown's a, a number two receiver and Crabtree's a number three. Five for 60 is actually what Willie Sneed is going to give you right around there. More like six for 55. It's a tough matchup for Sneed. I think, I think Baltimore takes shots with John Brown. Okay. He's so, been, and then they throw been, a bunch of passes to him deep. He's been fantastic at home. I also think John Brown is one bad game away from getting dropped. Cause that would be four out of five for him. Uh, maybe. I think maybe. that's probably true. Sure. Okay. So he still had seven or more targets in three of his last four games, but only one of them was any good. All right. So we're going to go with Brown. Uh, Brown or Amari Cooper? Brown was close. Brown. All right. Definitely Brown over Alex Collins. Yeah, 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 yes. Which DST do you like better? 
I have the Ravens ranked higher, but I'm not excited about them. I think that they can probably get at least one turnover and a couple of sacks. I don't know if Pittsburgh can can do quite that. Ben gets turnover prone in, in Baltimore. Yeah, he, he has a bad history against Baltimore. Um, I think we probably ran that down, but I don't know if we gave the fantasy points. Last four games for Roethlisberger, he has scored six, four. This is six point per passing touchdown leagues. Six, four, 20 with a rushing touchdown and 12 fantasy points. His last five games there, he's averaging under 235 passing yards with five touchdowns and five interceptions. Ooh. Uh, any interest in the Steelers DST? Cause, uh, I, actually the, the DSTs are really interesting in this game. They might be some of the toughest decisions. You know, people have been riding with the Ravens DST and they've been bad two weeks in a row against New Orleans and at Carolina. So. I'm starting both DSTs if I, if I have them. I had I, a hard I, time with DSTs once I got to like 10 in my rankings. I would, week. I would drop the Steelers for the Chiefs, for the Cowboys, for the Redskins, and for the Panthers. I dropped them for the Cowboys and Redskins. Not I'm actually, Chiefs. I'm all for what you said. What about the Titans against Dallas? Would you take a chance on them ahead of the Steelers? Uh, they're kind of the same. And I've got the Titans higher. Good matchup for the Baltimore tight ends, but we can't trust them, right? Nope. Okay. Who's it going to be? If you knew which one it would be, then you would trust it. Right. There All right, go. Chicago's at Buffalo. So, stat of the game. I'm assuming that you guys don't like LaShawn McCoy. If you want 60 or 70 yards, I like LaShawn McCoy. Okay, well, here is my stat of the game. First, I need you guys... To make to let's do make believe time. I need you guys to pretend something happened that didn't actually happen. I need you to pretend that <laughs> you showered. Great. Is this an actual stat where it's not actually a stat again? Yeah. Let me guess. Cheeseburgers were no. copyrighted, and can we, we spend just thirty seconds? Can on we that. just turn it into Adam's fake news of the game? <laughs> sure, Adam's fake news of the game. I need you to pretend that Kenyon Drake scored a touchdown against the Bears. He did not fumble at the goal line. Okay, that's that's not that hard to pretend. Okay. So if he scored, then there have been three running backs with 16 or more touches against the Bears. All three of those running backs have scored 12 or more fantasy points in non-PPR and 16 or more fantasy points in PPR. LeSean McCoy has had 18 or more touches in three straight games. There's just one problem. It's a great imaginary slash non-imaginary stat that you just dropped on us, Mr. Rogers, but we're talking about a player on the Buffalo Bills, and that offense is terrible, and you can almost throw out any kind of data against them because they're so bad. Yeah, I mean, it's true. McCoy has been solid over the last three games. He's accumulated some yards. He cannot score a touchdown. McCoy Two of the Al- last three. No. His last three. His last three games. Three games yeah. in a row. Three well, he did play two snaps against the Colts. Oh, I'm so- you're right. You're right. We're not going to count that. You're right. We're throwing that out. I will imagine that didn't happen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Collins, Alex Collins or LaShawn McCoy? I know you guys aren't thrilled about Collins. McCoy. McCoy. All right. So, should I be worried about Trubisky? We've we've seen Brady, Rodgers, Cousins, and Watson score 16 or fewer fantasy points against the Bills. I like. I think you can be worried about all these guys, but the the fact is, like the number two streamer this week was Derek Carr. So whether you're worried about, at least for me, if you're worried about Trubisky or Watson or Roethlisberger or Stafford or Ryan, I, I can't start Derek Carr over him. No, I wish I, I mean, had. You could, but. You don't want to, and you don't want to leave the production that Trubisky has effectively been giving you for four straight games on your bench for Carr, who's given you no. two good games all year. 
I, I would I would not do that. But you know the problem. You know what I should do, Heath, is probably just roster four quarterbacks going forward. Th- that that would be the thing. If you could have the number eight, nine, ten, and eleven quarterback <laughs> in our rankings, yeah. then you would know exactly who to start. There's yeah. no way you would choose the wrong one and have a thirty point performance on your bench while your quarterback scored seventeen points. I haven't looked at the rankings for this particular player, but I've got a feeling in my bones that you guys like Jordan Howard this week. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. Top fifteen running back. Good chance to score, good chance to get a lot of carries like he did last week. I think it's going to be a very similar formula for the Bears as last week. Can we? And, can and we, uh, I heard on my uh, Chicago radio station spot that the weather will not be a factor this week in Buffalo. Oh, good. Can, can we do a uh, another make believe? Because Jordan Howard fumbled at the goal line in that Dolphins game too, right? Right. So if you if you give him a touchdown there, uh huh, touchdown instead, there, yeah. His four four of his last five games, he'd have scored a rushing touchdown. Yes. Uh, who do you like better in non-PPR, Howard or Cohen? I like Cohen better in both. Cohen for now. I do, too. Okay, so Cohen is an absolute must-start. I mean, I wouldn't call him an absolute must-start. There are a lot of guys that you could be starting over him. Well, not He's for, not for Dave and Jamie. Today. They have him top 10. You have him 15. That's PPR. That's PPR. That's P- He's okay. a must-start uh, right. in PPR, yes. Uh well, so where is he? No, for Dave in non PPR he's eighth. For Jamie's yep. fifteenth. Yeah, you said me. Yes, for Jamie's fifteenth in in non PPR. He's nineteenth for me. Okay. Um, Aaron Jones or Tariq Cohen? Tariq. Uh, Cohen. Cohen. was close. Any wide receivers that you want to start in this game? I think we just named them all. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm probably gonna start Gabriel. Yeah, I'd start Miller over Gabriel. Uh, all right, but they're they're not great options, right? No, no. I, I think the Bills can actually hang with those guys. I think they're going to have a harder time with Burton and Cohen catching passes out of the backfield. Would you take the typical fifty-ish yards, five catches, fifty-ish yards of Willie Sneed or a Bears wide receiver? I would take Miller and Gabriel over Sneed. Both, there's, both there's more upside. All right. Um, how do we feel about Trey Burton? I like him. He's, he's fine. He, yeah. Okay. He's top ten. He's no higher than eighth, but he's eighth to tenth in both formats. And uh, that's it. So Chicago DST is number one overall, and we're not starting any bills except maybe LeSean McCoy. Jets are at the Dolphins. Stat of the game. This is a ama- this is great. Miami has played eight games. In all eight games, a running back has finished as a top thirteen running back in non PPR. The running backs have all finished between 7th and 13th in non-PPR every week against the Dolphins. And they've allowed 14 or more fantasy points in non-PPR and 17 or more fantasy points in PPR to one at least one running back in every single game. So Isaiah Crowell, can he keep the streak going? Can he be a top 13 running back against the Dolphins? What's really amazing about that is I have him ranked 13th. Ooh, fun. That it's is like cool. you knew. Yeah. This yeah, I, I, I like great. Isaiah Crowell too. I don't think I like him as a top 13 running back, but a number two running back for sure. Dolphins have given up a bunch of big uh, gains for running backs over the past three weeks and lots of short yardage touchdowns. Just they they do not have a good run defense. They have scored how many points or more in non-PPR? 14. I have him projected for 14.1. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. This is your this is your stat of the year. This is Ed. They have great cheeseburgers around the stadium as well. Uh, Crowell or Howard? I've got Howard higher. 
Crowell. Crowell. Crowell or I Cohen? I like Crowell a lot this week. Crowell or Cohen? Crowell. Crowell in non-PPR. Yes. Cohen in PPR. I'm on the Bears. Okay. So are you starting any wide receivers in this game? Parker is probably the best you'll get Amandola in terms PPR. of flex. I'll That's flex good. Amendola and PPR. Yeah, yeah. If Parker, if Stills is out, if Stills plays, I'm not, I'm not going down that road. Uh, if, um, okay, yeah, I'm pretty in, intrigued by Parker if Stills doesn't play. Th- these are good matchups. I mean, these two defenses are not very good. There are opportunities here. Although, I think the Jets have been kind of surprisingly okay against uh, wide receivers lately. Only Adam Thielen in the Jets' last three games. Thielen's the only wide receiver with more than 55 yards. However, <laughs> I mean, that's the good thing. The bad thing is five wide receivers have caught touchdowns against the Jets in those three games. There's opportunity here for sure. Um, do you like Parker or Amendola better than a Chicago Bears wide receiver? Yes. I believe I currently have Devontae Parker ahead of both Bears receivers, so yes. I have Gabriel ahead of Parker. Would you start Parker over John Brown? Or Taylor Gabriel over John Brown? No, I want no part of Taylor Gabriel this week. Or Anthony Miller over John Brown? No. No. All right. So John Brown is our favorite of the wide receivers we talked about, the kind of fringy ones that we've talked about so far today. Um, we like Crowell. Do we like Kenyon Drake or Frank Gore? Yes. I think you can feel good about starting Drake again, just based on how he's been, how effective he's been. He's been explosive. I, I feel like both teams are going to feel like they can win this game, and they'll ride the run a little bit to do it. Yeah, Drake is uh start. Gore is a flex for me. Okay. I mean, the, the Jets the last four weeks have been so bad against running backs, against Denver, Indianapolis, Minnesota, I mean, like, Marlon Mack did not score a ton of fantasy points, but he averaged 7.4 yards per carry. Denver, uh, Denver, Indianapolis, Minnesota, and the Bears, they've just been terrible against running backs. So let me compare Kenyon Drake. I think there's some really tough starter sit calls this week. Kenyon Drake, and let's do some wide receivers, or DJ Moore. I'll go Drake. Drake. I may have more higher. You love DJ. I love DJ. Give me more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Drake or Cortland Sutton? Drake. Drake. Yeah. Drake. And uh, Crowell or Drake? Uh, Crowell. Are you starting either quarterback in this Drake, game? Drake. Drake PPR. I need to clarify if Kenyon Drake just added DJ Moore. I've got Drake one spot ahead of Crowell as of this second. Crowell over Drake for me. Uh, starting quarterback in this game? No. I am starting Brock Osweiler in a 12-team league. Yeah, he's a bye week guy. It's the one league where I've I was just talking about where I've not been able to find a quarterback. It's a little contingent on Tremaine Johnson's status. If he continues to be out and he didn't practice on Wednesday, then I think that's been the reason why the Jets have been giving up so many touchdowns. Teams have been attacking Daryl Roberts and I just realized I'm starting Danny Amendola in that same league. Oh, I hope I'm playing you in that league. Uh it's a two flex league and it's PPR. The BO to DA combo. <laughs> Got a lot of BO. So uh I think we're more or less done with this game. Uh, so oh, is America. Chris, Chris Herndon, though. Chris Herndon or David Njoku? Njoku. 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 Rank these tight ends. Herndon, Njoku, Graham, Olsen, Swope. Olsen, Swope, Graham, Njoku, Herndon. 
in rank them for this week about, or rank them in terms of Miami Hurricanes? I was getting legendary about stats. Yeah, they're all hurricanes. I am they're, so they're confused. All they're all Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, you could just erase that part from your memory. But actually, yeah, would you start Greg Olson or Chris Herndon? Olson, Olson, Olson. Yeah. playing Tampa Bay. I know, I know. Uh, Didn't you, you see what CJ Uzama did last week against them? <laughs> <laughs> would you start Najoku or Herndon? You've already Herndon asked that question. Third. You asked yeah. that question literally. Two seconds before the Miami tight end joke. And Adam, where was the cheeseburger? I wasn't it? listening. I was to yourself. Yeah, because I was getting ready for the joke. Um, the joke over Herndon. All right, Houston at Denver. Um, what's are, funnier, David the Joker or Haha Clinton Dix? That's actually not a bad joke. That's a pretty. Who are the two funniest players in football? David the Joker and Haha Clinton Dix. We got it. Dad joke of the year. All right, starter sit to Sean Watson. Start, but. That altitude with a bad lung makes me a little nervous. I would start him unless Ryan Fitzpatrick was on the waiver wire. Agreed. And you guys are going Trubisky over Watson? Yep. Just barely. Yeah, they're me. back to back my ranking. I, I'll take Watson. Uh, the drinking game said on FFT yesterday that he thinks the Broncos are going to win the game and they're going to beat up Deshaun Watson. Okay. My favorite part was when Jamie asked him why. And he just said, Pat, pass rush. <laughs> Stared Jamie down. It was very, <laughs> pass rush. <laughs> you guys I mean, all should be that's an answer. <laughs> watching FFT. Uh, Lamar Miller, like him or love him? I like him. Like love. He's a number two running back. Love like. In a week where there's not a lot of good number two running backs. I like him. I don't, I'd rather start Crowell. Me too. I um, could, I could be talked into that. But I'd rather start Miller than Tariq Cohen in non-PPR. Me too. Oh, I'm not going there. Um, Drake and Crowell are the two that I currently have ranked behind Miller that I could see moving ahead of him because of their matchups. Who's Miller better? just isn't that – like he's been productive, but he's not super exciting. Yeah, unless this is a new offense where they just don't throw the ball at all and they just run it a ton. Um, but well, they've been doing that. Yeah, they have. Who, who's a better flex, Lamar Miller or Demarius Thomas? Miller. Oh, Miller easily. I might go Thomas in PPR. You know that Demarius Thomas does not have one catch in his career against the Broncos? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He probably got a lot in practice, though. Like He, he is well-versed in catching passes against the Broncos. I did a little bit of research to see if there were reports about how Demarius Thomas looked in like scrimmages, and I found nothing. Like from training <laughs> camp this year, I'm saying, and I found nothing. So uh, don't know if like he was average in practice or not. I did find a lot of stories saying, "Wow, Cortland, Cortland Sutton looks good." Wow, Cortland Sutton's going to be a factor for the Broncos soon. With Thomas and Cooper, I'm a little worried about their very first game in a new offense with a new quarterback. But sure. in, at least with Cooper, he's had a week's worth of time to get acclimated, and he only has four plays to learn. <laughs> Probably, well, they both four do. or five plays to learn. Thomas is going to get rushed in a little bit, so that's a good call. Uh, so Demarius Thomas is behind Cortland Sutton, I assume? Yeah. I might have Thomas ahead of Sutton in PPR, and I don't know if I'm going to stick to that. Would you start, let's say, like Devontae Parker, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, somebody like that over Demarius? No. I would start Gabriel over Thomas. I might oh, have Parker. I, I might eventually settle on Parker over Thomas. That might depend on several factors. Like Kiki QT? Kiki QT would absolutely be one. Kenny Stills would be one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, evaluating Thomas further. 
evaluating the Houston offense further. How are you supposed to evaluate? Of, how are you or, supposed to evaluate the Houston offense and Demarius Thomas? Dave's got a drone when he flying hasn't over played Texas a game breakfast today. And he's gonna see what no, it looks you like. read what's coming out in the papers and you think about how Demarius Thomas has played and whether or not yeah, he can not immediately well. be an impact. It, it, it takes a little while for the Houston Chronicle to get here because it's a long the, the paper boy. The guy is driving case. down I ten right now. Well, all right. Uh, Philip Lindsay is an obvious start. Yes. Yes. Devontae sure. Booker or Frank Gore, who's a better flex? Booker. I think I like Gore better. Booker PPR. I know I like Gore better in non PPR. Yeah. Uh, Houston's have got a good run defense. They give up 3.5 yards per carry. They are facing Philip Lindsay, who averages 5.7 yards per carry. But the Texans have also allowed five receiving touchdowns to running backs. So a little bit of hope for Devontae Booker there. He has, he had four catches last week. Um, all right, the uh, the Denver wide receivers, I'm assuming everyone's going to start Emmanuel Sanders. And I will throw out some flex options. Cortland Sutton or – let's get the running backs out. Cortland Sutton or Mark Ingram. I have Ingram higher for now. Uh, I'll take Sutton. Ingram. Sutton or Crowell? Crowell. Crowell. Should Sutton. be Crowell. Sutton or Aaron Jones? Jones. Jones and non-PPR. Alrighty. Uh, we're good here. We're not starting either of the tight ends, are we? Jeff Hireman? Come on, man. <laughs> Ryan Griffin is back. That hurts Jordan Thomas. Texans DST is top five. Denver DST you can get away from. They're 10th for Heath, 15th for Jamie. Pass rush. For Dave. Pass rush. Kansas City is at Cleveland. Your stat of the game. Ah, the Chiefs really are not so bad against wide receivers. In their last six games, only Julian Edelman and A.J. Green have scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR against the Chiefs. They've gotten a lot better in that category, probably because everybody's running all over them. Uh, but that is your stat of the game. So Jarvis Landry, Callaway, what do we think about the Browns wide receivers? I don't feel good about Callaway at all, and I would only feel – Moderately okay with Landry and PPR. He's toward the bottom of the number two receiver list in non-PPR. Has Jarvis Landry been better in PPR this year than last year? Yes. No, no. not than last yes. year. But he's, he's in 29th, general, yes, he's 29th he's a, in non-PPR and 18th right. in PPR. He's had a lot of those Nelson Aguilar, um, Jordan Reed. He's on pace I for think. 98 catches. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's the price. And like 600 yards. I mean, I'll Not double, ch- I'll double check on he that. He has 528. So, that'd be a... so um, he started off hot, and then he's really only had one good game with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's got 49 catches. 18 catches in his last two games for Landry. Uh, all right, we talked about Nick Chubb at the top of the show. It, yeah, you're going you're gonna to start Nick Chubb. Chiefs allow 5.3 yards per carry to running backs, second most fantasy points to running backs. There is the blowout potential, but... We've made a case uh, to start Nick Chubb. Like the 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 Browns have been very run heavy, considering the fact that they're two and five. Mm-hmm. Well, they're two and five because they play all these overtime games, so they're not nobody's blowing them out. Right. Yeah. Did you true. guys find the Vegas line for this game interesting? I think the Browns might cover. I I I shouldn't have said the score I said earlier. What is it? I think it's going to be close. You think it'll be closer than that? Yeah. I think it's. I think they're trying to trap you into taking Kansas City. Kansas City laying eight. But I'm taking it. Like. I'm falling for the trap. I'm, I see the bear trap right in front of me, and I'm stepping right into it. You I usually get a spike can... in, in in a team when there's a coaching change. Mm. And it's a defensive coach, so they're going to play for him. Uh, Najoku or Herndon? 
Ninja Joker. I'm you just kidding. I, 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 know, I asked this is like the fourth time I asked it. Did I tell you Adam and I have three, three quarterbacks? <laughs> I mean, uh, we're not interested in Duke Johnson, right? I'm interested in seeing how they use him. A hundred percent. Okay. So maybe he's a beat the waiver wire guy. And, uh, Mahomes is top three. Tyreek Hill start, Kareem Hunt start, Travis Kelsey start, which just brings us to Sammy Watkins. Start. Start. Okay. Sammy Watkins or Nick Chubb? Oh, uh, Chubb. Watkins, PPR. Dave? Chubb? Watkins? What do you think? I, I think I like Chubb better in both. And uh tell me why you're interested in the Chiefs DST. Because Baker turns the ball over and I'm streaming DSTs. Yeah, yeah I don't Keith, not I, so I, much. I and I was like I thought Dave and Jamie were crazy with where they had the Chiefs ranked and then I went and looked at the uh, fantasy pros consensus and I'm the crazy one. Four of the last five DSTs to play against Cleveland have gotten at least 13 fantasy points. He's been sacked 17 times in four, his past four games and six interceptions in five games as a starter. Yeah. And the Browns have scored 18 points or less in three of their past four games. All right. I think that just brings us to our final game. And the Chiefs have at least four sacks in four of their last six games. I don't think anybody cares about this game. Green Bay at New England? Maybe uh. the best promo for a game on a TV commercial ever. Oh, yeah? What was it? You haven't seen it yet? No. Uh, just Google Michael Jordan and... Aaron Rodgers. Oh, right. this thing? No, I haven't seen it yet. Here's your stat of the game. It's kind of a messy stat. Oh, that's weird. In their last five games, the Patriots have been very good against running backs on a per-carry basis. They are giving up fantasy points, but it's mostly in the passing game. What was the stat in that sentence? The I ran out of time. Part? I ran out of time, to be honest with you. I didn't. I don't know how to calculate... Is there a way to calculate what the Patriots are giving up to running backs per carry over their last five games? Is there a website that does that? Or do I have to just do the math? You have to do the math. All right. So here, here's what we're, I'm going to do the math and come back with the stat. You guys tell me, first of all, which quarterback do you like better, just for fun? Rodgers. Rodgers? Okay. A.A. Ron. A. You, know what the, you know what the stats were when they played each other last time? They were very good. That would have been a good stat of the game. What were they? For Rodgers, they were very good. It was in Lambeau. It was 2014. Who do you think was better? Was it Rodgers? Well, what's your answer? Rodgers. Heath? Brady. Rodgers! Rodgers outscored him 28-21. So if you take that in today's NFL, that's like 34-26, 34-27. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right, so uh, then tell me about the Packers running backs as I get your stat of the game for you. I'm hoping that this move of Ty Montgomery is good for Aaron Jones, but it's the same hope that I've had for Aaron Jones since he's returned from his suspension. I can tell you that Aaron Jones had 62% of the snaps last week and four third down plays, including two third and longs. Uh, Williams, 25% of the snaps, four carries. Jones had three times as many carries. Um, I hated seeing Williams have two red zone snaps. They were both at the goal, goal line. Goal line, yeah. And one of them was for a touchdown. Jones has only played on the goal line three times all year and has one touchdown on those three snaps. I, uh, I, I think Williams could be the long – he played more third and longs than Jones. And I think he could end up having that role and the short yardage goal line role. And that takes some of the excitement away from 
Jones, but I'm very certain that Jones will lead the way in terms of. PPR. Yeah, Williams is a sneaky PPR guy now that Montgomery's gone. Okay, by the way, the Patriots are allowing 3.7 yards per carry to running backs over their last five games. That's a better stat. But, but they're getting thrown on a lot. I mean, Naeem Hines had seven catches, 45 yards. Frank Gore had a touchdown. Kareem Hunt had five catches, 105 yards and a touchdown. They're thrown on a lot. The, the running backs are catching a lot of passes. Well, Tariq Cohen I, had eight for 69 and a touchdown. The Sean McCoy had six for 82. I kind of think also the Patriots are, uh, shift their defense around a little more than most teams. And like, I, I think last week against the Bills, they gave up one yard per carry because <laughs> well, they were not the the shot at all. Like I, I would expect game. them to play much softer against Green Bay. So there should be opportunities for Jones, but I could be wrong. That's what I expect. And then Aaron Rodgers looks at the game plan and goes, Nope. <laughs> all right. So. Other than Devontae Adams, who are the must-start wide receivers in this game? Edelman and Gordon. I'm starting Edelman. I think Gordon. I think Gordon may boom this week. Hope so. I hope Gronk booms this week. Been waiting on that. Well, you heard they don't allow any touchdowns to tight ends. Oh, that's right. Should not play Gronk. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, obviously Edelman. Okay, he's he's must-start, and and everybody's starting Gronk. But Gordon, people could definitely have questions about. So he's number three receiver with upside. I thought you just called him a must start. Number three receiver with upset. Okay. I'm starting him. I mean, look, I'd, I'd start Valdez Scantling this week too. Would you start Aaron Jones or Josh Gordon? Jones. Jones and non-PPR. I think I would start, I'd start Jones and non-PPR, Gordon and PPR. I would go Gordon over Demarius Thomas, Devontae Parker. I'd take him over Cortland Sutton. DJ Moore. I have Sutton a few spots ahead of Gordon. Me too. Uh, Jordy. I would start Gordon ahead of Jordy. Me too. He's going to see a lot of Jair Alexander, and that's going to be tough one. Yeah, the Rams really went after him last week. So if you had to stream one Packers wide receiver, it'd be Valdez Scantling. Yes. Yeah. He played the most snaps. He okay. scored. I mean, you know, it's just you're looking at what the the playtime and and production it matches up for him. And the Packers DST. And Allison and Cobb are still banged up. They're limited practice session. Packers DST is top five for everybody, so start them. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. (laughs) Dave, you want to say your Azer joke? Uh, no, not for this game. Okay, all right, we'll we'll save it for tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. We We missed a game though. We didn't miss a game. What's the last game? Every single game. It was gotta go back. Bye. Tell the story again about your quarterbacks. I have three of them. In Gotta go back. two of my seven league six, I don't know, seven league. Uh, I hate this. Something out. tells I me hate I'm this glad outro. I missed part of Wednesday's podcast. I just, I hate this outro. Worst outro ever. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great day, Dave. Na 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 na. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.